0: Hello and welcome everyone to Decide to Transform. I am your host, Tomas Garza, and joining me for a special encore appearance today is Mary Beth Haynes. Mary Beth, as you'll remember, had a really wonderful show a few weeks ago called Guardian Animals of Lightness, and I will read her bio in just a moment here for you. But Mary Beth, is back to take a deeper dive into the human relationship, interrelationship with animals. Mary Beth Haynes' passion lies in making a difference in teamwork with animals and their gifts to humanity. She advocates on behalf of the language they speak. Since 2012, she's been working professionally with animals and the humans who love them. Mary Beth has been recognized as a highly regarded author, animal communicator, pet bereavement specialist, ordained minister and speaker. In addition, she has published three books on helping adults and children in healing from the death of a beloved pet. Animals communicate with us in many ways and always with love. And it has been Mary Beth's intention to help others in the healing that is needed after a loved one has passed away. Mary Beth is very excited to connect with you and looks forward to sharing with you all the many gifts animals have to share as our teachers, guides, and so much more. Please welcome Mary Beth Haynes, the gal who speaks with animals. It's a pleasure to have you back. Thank you for joining oh, me.
1: I am so excited to be here, Tomás. Thank you so much for having me back on Decide to Transform. I just love our time together.
0: I do too, and this was really, really fun. So listeners, go back a a few weeks and listen to Mary Beth's first appearance. Um, Guardian Animals of Lightness is the title of the show, and I, I really had a great time on this. I was excited, I have to tell you, when you sent me a message and said, let's take a deeper dive into this. (laughs)
1: yeah you know it's it's interesting it just kind of i love how the 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 inspired moments come and i just felt the inspiration like you know what let's let's take this deeper because there's so much that we have with our with with the human animal bond you know how we how we share life with together and um there's so many things when we think about us as humans right we are spiritual beings having a human experience mm-hmm. and when we look at animals they are spiritual beings as well having an animal experience and there's so many things that we can do to to help each other and in yeah. communications with animals they have shared experiences with me as well which is what what we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. on, you know as we deeper dive into this um how you know i think the last time we talked together we talked a lot about how animals help us and how they're wise their wisdom their guidance um there's so much that they do for us Mm -hmm. and we also have a lot that we do for them and so maybe sharing some of those experiences today of some some deeper more profound experiences that animals have reached out to to ask for help in, um, mm-hmm. could be something that we could share.
0: Yes. And I love this idea because as you said, we spent some time talking about how there are really no separations. There is no separation at That's all right. in truth between human beings and animals. And we spent a lot of time on how animals helped people. So yes, I think this is a wonderful idea. Let's talk about what we as human beings can then do for them, because that's another really critical component of an inner relationship where there is no separation at all. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this. Now, I know that you have a, a few of these in mind. So, where would you like to start?
1: You know, the, as soon as you ask that, I have a particular animal that, because um, I have several stories I can share, and I have several stories that I'm prepared to share today, but as soon as you ask me that, this particular animal on one of those stories has popped through. So I'm going to go with, with her, because um, uh, this, is, this is a, a really a wonderful outcome to something that started out being pretty scary. Um, So there was this beautiful cat And she lives in this this wonderful space. Um, Her humans uh, have this beautiful property. Uh, It's it's an oasis of bliss. Mm, Uh, It's just absolutely gorgeous. And in the backyard, there's lots of space and places to hide and play. And then behind the house is actually a wooded area. So there's forest in the back. And one day, not long ago i think this was last year um this cat is an indoor outdoor cat and she actually got attacked uh by an Mm. animal and it was really uh serious um she was at the point where she wasn't sure if she wanted to continue living or not she ended up getting uh infection and she needed to have her leg amputated from the attack Mm. And so when she came home, she was learning life now with three legs. And even though she still saw herself, she told me she still saw herself as whole and complete. Um, there was nothing wrong with, with that. She, doesn't, she didn't realize that, you know, I, I have three legs now instead of four. To her, everything was still as normal. She just needed to learn how to, to move through life with Having to walk a little different now, having to not be able to jump up on things the same, and so it was at the point where she—I uh, mean, even her humans were so worried about her. You know, is she going to make it? Is this going to be helpful for her? Is her quality of life going to be okay? When she came home from the hospital, she uh, decided that yeah, no, this is this is my life. I'm moving forward she got better she started going back outside and she started going back to what she used to do and oh, okay. that was go out and venture go out and travel around hmm. mm-hmm. and go out into the woods okay. and so her her mom her human well, I I like to refer to us as their humans mm-hmm. um we belong to them. Uh, so her, her mom reached out to me and said, you know, she's, she's going out a lot and she's venturing out further. And I just don't think she understands that there's a possibility that she could be getting attacked again because there's Fox, there's, um, coyote. There are a lot of different animals that could view her as prey. So, We had a chat with her and I mentioned to her about what had happened with her leg and she didn't want to talk about it. She said, I, I just, that's not who I am. I'm still who I am. And that hasn't changed who I am. And I said, well, that's wonderful. I'm really glad to hear that. And they said, can you tell me why you like to go out into the woods? I mean, you have this beautiful oasis of bliss behind you. You have all these spaces in this land. Why do you want to go to the woods? And she said, well, I like uh, to have that time to myself and she likes to, to, to there's mice and there's different animals and when when she goes out there she feels like she can be on alert and kind of look around and play and run after things and things like that and I said to her well I can completely understand that I mean I'd want that too and I said I just wanted to ask you do you do you know that there is danger that's out in the woods she goes Mm -hmm. what are you talking about danger she said this is my space and i said yeah it is your space but did you know that there's also space out there for other animals as well Mm -hmm. she said no i didn't Like, like she literally was like in this curious voice i could hear her back saying well no i mean i thought this was just my space to go out and do all these things So i shared with her i said i know you don't want to talk about this but do you remember what happened when you got attacked by an animal Mm -hmm. and she said yes and i said do you know that now especially with having three legs and still healing from that experience that there are some animals out there that could view you as their prey and she said no like she was completely flabbergasted so I brought like her mom was there and I brought her in and I said you know mom what type of animals are out there and so mom mentioned coyote and fox and things like that and she said oh my gosh the kitty said like oh my gosh I didn't realize that I was putting myself in harm so I said what's most important to you about going out there and this kitty said, well, I like to have my own space because there's other cats at this house as well. And this particular kitty really wanted her own space, that time to have her own private area to play, to, to go out and hunt and do all those things. So we came to an agreement that if she stayed away from the woods, that her mom would create this space in, on the land where she would stay safe.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: and mom was very open to doing this and through the three of us together we had a conversation of what's important to this this beautiful kitty and her mom created that and guess who didn't go out into the woods anymore
0: oh yes so
1: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so sometimes animals will do things without realizing what is really behind it. I mean, this mm-hmm. beautiful kitty wanted to go out and get her space. She wanted to go out and hunt. She wanted to go out and have that time to, to do that and yeah. didn't realize the dangers that were behind it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, and you know, what strikes me when you're telling this story of, of this kitty is that human beings do the exact same thing. I thought of many Absolutely. people when um, you, you and the cat were, were conversing and um, the, the, uh, the kitty said, oh, well, I didn't realize that there was space for other animals. I thought immediately of a lot of human beings that I've met in this lifetime and people that I haven't met who are aghast that other people have space too, animals have space too. So yeah, that, yes. that really struck me as, ah, that's <laughs> directly analogous. So they're having a very, in fact, it's, it's not similar. It's the same yeah. kind of experience. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, it, it really is. And so, you know, I know that listeners are curious here. When you're, when you're conversing with them, what, what does that look like um, in practice when, when you're having this conversation, say, for example, with this cat?
1: Right. So for me, so for the first session I had with this cat, it was in person. So I actually was able to talk to her like in the same room. The second conversation where we talked about the woods and and kind of the dangers of there and kind of setting up that new space for her based on what she wanted, that was over the phone. Mm. So how it kind of looks like is I I work really well with pictures. And so if I'm not in the presence of the animal in the same room, if I can have a picture of that animal, I really have that connection even stronger. Now, the picture doesn't need to be there, but pictures work really well with me. Okay. Okay. And because you and I are conversing right now and what we're doing is we're speaking back and forth and we're having a conversation and essentially we're we're exchanging energy. Mm-hmm. So when I talk, I'm sharing an energy with you in the form of words and a language that we both understand. And in response, you are doing the same, right? Yes. And so when I talk with the animals and when I talk with this kitty, I'm talking in the exact same way. I'm having mm-hmm. a conversation with her. But instead of hearing her where I can hear you with my physical ears, I hear her with my spiritual ears, my intuitive ears. Yeah, I see images from her. She sends me this—the energy of images, words, thoughts, pictures—and I, i I actually hear her in my, I guess we could say in my head, so to speak. Like I'm right. hearing you talk with me right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's something that uh, that people will relate to, especially those that that have animals, and even for our listeners that don't, this is uh, is something that honestly is innate to all of us. And you mentioned on our previous show, on your previous appearance, when you started to become aware of this when you were younger, and now it is is a full-blown not only passion but it is your career in fact yes. and another thing that struck me when you were relating this story is that you're a mediator of sorts aren't you between uh, people's uh, animals and the animals humans sounds like
1: exactly exactly like a lot of people will say thank you so much for what you've done and my answer hmm. always is you're welcome, but do you know what it, it was that the work there really was you and your animal. I was just I'm I'm the 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 vehicle the vessel that's helping to bring this energy to between the both of you. Um, so yeah, yeah, it brings me great joy to be able to do that.
0: I love that. Yeah. And that just struck me. The word mediator came to my mind in particular because I spent 13 years as a mediator. I I recognize that role and it is entirely possible to have animals, cats, dogs, other kinds of animals as parties to the conversation.
1: Absolutely. No
0: question about it. I love it. Okay. Well, and you mentioned, Mary Beth, that you have other stories of, of how human beings can step in, how they can help animals from your own experience. And I know I'd, mm-hmm. I'd love to hear more.
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So remembering that animals are here to learn just like we are, Mm -hmm. they're here to evolve uh they're here to um do so much just like we so again looking at us as one uh you know we may have different physiological needs we may be different species but we are all the same we are all one and so Um, I'm wondering if any of your listeners have had anything in their house that perhaps they've heard that have gone bump in the night or had any kind of supernatural things happening in their house. Um, I have a story to share that that can uh, speak to this. So I was called into a situation where there was this beautiful dog. She is just, oh, just such a gift to this world um and she was having some behavioral issues so every time so um every time dad would leave the house dad would come back home and this dog would have gone to the washroom in the house
0: uh, okay.
1: this dog doesn't do that normally and so uh sh- she understands that you go to, you go the washroom outside but she kept pooping in the house every Mm. single time dad Mm -hmm. would leave so mom and dad called me in you know what's going on here she knows that you know we tell her when we leave we're only gone for this amount of time or we're coming back you know is it anxiety is she like what's happening here because she's really uh it's becoming a real big behavior Mm -hmm. and so a lot of times we could think well the dog needs training, or the dog needs, you know, to learn not to do that, when really every behavior that an animal does is a communication. There Mm -hmm. is a message behind it.
0: Right.
1: And I'm so glad that mom and dad called me in because when they did, we found out exactly why this dog was doing this behavior, why she was pooping in the house. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I connected with her on this, she brought forward this space that was in the house. And to me, um, it looked like um, something specific. And I just want to keep anonymity here. I do have permission to share this story, but I want to keep anonymity here. So without going into specific specifics, um, Mm -hmm. there was a specific space in the house that the dog brought me to. So I, I kind of shared what, what I saw in my mind to mom and dad. And I, I said, because this was done, um, I wasn't in person with them during this time. So this was done over uh, a Zoom session. Mm-hmm. And so I, I said what this dog was showing me. And they said, that's this space here. So they, they brought the camera over and they showed me that's what I had what I had. Ex- From what the dog told me. And I said, There's something there that's causing anxiety. And it turned out that that space was a portal. And the portal was opened. Mm. And what happened was there was a seven year old little boy spirit. And what happened here, it moved from communication from the dog to this little boy spirit coming through. And the little boy said that he was walking with his mom he remembers a big bang he remembers Mm -hmm. feeling like he was flying forward and then he couldn't find his mom after that and he said that he saw as he was trying to find his mom because he wanted to find her and he couldn't find her as he was looking for her he saw a light and he went to this light and opened the door. And that was the portal into this home. Oh, okay. So he said that it looked like it was a loving place. And so he didn't know where to go. So he went in through this door and he ended up in the home. This dog in the home was a dog that he used to have.
0: Okay.
1: He really liked her. He was very attracted mm. to her. He wanted to play with her. He told me he even pulled her tail a few times. So no wonder this dog is like trying to say, listen, this, because I'm anxious here. I don't know why this little boy keeps pulling my tail and why every time you leave the house, he's here so strong.
0: Mm, Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was quite a profound experience. And so what happened was I called upon, I learned something from one of my mentors named Hart, And she taught me something about the angel squadron. Mm, the okay. angel squadron are, is a collective energy of angels, angelic beings that come and help souls that are lost. Okay. And they help okay. bring them to where they belong. I called upon the angel squadron and I asked if they could come and help. And the little boy was a little fearful because they didn't, he didn't know exactly what to expect. And so they came and they gave him a symbol. Um, if I remember correctly, it was a key with a blue ribbon. For some reason he was able to respond to that and say, okay, I feel safe. Okay. They went and got his mom. They brought his mom to this little boy. The mom and little boy got reunited. Mm-hmm. The feeling of happiness, completion, I had tears in my eyes, even though it wasn't me it was like the the empathic part of that reunion because they had gotten separated Mm -hmm. and they were both taken up to the light up to heaven up to wherever it is that that resonates with with you they were taken home together they were reunited and then the angel squadron closed the portal because it was an entry portal, it wasn't an exit portal. And mm-hmm. without getting into deep, this is a whole other topic, but if there's an e- an entry exit yeah. portal, if anybody's come through that portal and that portal gets closed, they're not gonna be able to get back. And so this was only an entry portal. So they did close it and it's closed uh, at the request of, of the mom and dad of the house because they they would prefer not to, to have that happen again. Okay. Um, And so going back to this beautiful dog, she was very calm after that. She said how much better she felt. She was trying to tell her mom and dad so badly that this little boy was causing her so much anxiety and she didn't quite understand it. Mm -hmm. And that's why she kept pooping in the house.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: So at the end of our session, I said to mom and dad, I'd really be interested to hearing how, how their dog is doing. Yeah. Can you let me know? Mm -hmm. The very next day I got a message, dad left the house, no poop. She was on the couch, she was sleeping soundly, there was no anxiety. And this was the reason why she was doing that. So something that could be looked at as a behavior, she's pooping in the house, we got to train her to stop, we need to, you know, uh, give her a consequence, she's not supposed to do that, could be a way to look at it normally. But that wasn't the case. And so okay. the story I share as, a, mm-hmm. as an invitation to look at, if, if your animal is doing a behavior, what really is behind it?
0: Yeah, because so
1: they're doing it for a reason. And this is a, mm-hmm. this is a deeper experience. It doesn't mean there's a ghost in your house and it doesn't mean that there's all this. This was just <laughs> one particular example. But when sure. there's a behavior, it is a form of communication, and there's a reason why it's happening. And I invite everyone to remember that when their animal is exhibiting some behaviors.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, it's a really good question for people to have in mind. And how long did this go on where the dog was distressed and anxious and pooping in the house before these, these folks called you?
1: Uh, That's a good question. I don't know specifically how long, but I know that it was happening enough that Mm. they knew that, you know what, maybe we better find out because they, they're really wonderful parents to, to her. Um, Like I said, this dog is such a beautiful dog and they just, they're such a beautiful family together and they knew enough that, you know what, let's find out what's happening here. This, this has to be more than just a behavior. And uh, and that's what they did. So, uh, long answer to your question was that. Short answer to your question was, yeah. um, I don't know for sure how long, but it was long enough that it was becoming a real problem.
0: Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. and I can imagine the family being distressed um, if the dog mm-hmm. had been relatively you know, normal before and then this began to occur. Yeah, I can imagine the uh, well, the surprise. The they must have tried a number of different things.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't just the pooping; it was the anxiousness of the dog, and and all right. of that, right? And so they did they did everything that they could, and then and then uh, when we were able to all work together and and find out from her what was going on, um, and <laughs> to find out that this what it what it was all along, and and now she's she's. Uh, she's calmer and no more right. pooping and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Yes,
0: yeah, and the little boy actually was in the dog's family prior. Uh, that's that's a very, very interesting uh, type of uh, situation. Do you see that often? Uh,
1: so he, so the little boy had a dog like this dog.
0: Ah, uh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, the little boy said, like, I, I, I that he had a dog when, when he was here on earth, that was, that reminded him of this particular dog. That's, that's what it was. Yeah. And so he was really attracted to her and (laughs) and he really wanted to play with her. And that's why he pulled her tail. And he did this most when mom and dad were out of the house.
0: Ah, I see. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Well, so there's so much there. Uh, and, you know, it's, I think that uh, it's really an important message for people to go a little bit deeper than the behavior for animals yeah. as well as for humans. If, if a child is acting out, there's a reason why. If absolutely. an adult is acting out, there's absolutely a reason why, <laughs> <laughs> And most definitely. And, and same, with, <laughs> same with a dog, same with a cat. Yeah, so I, I love this. I know that people are really going to be interested in listening to all of these stories, and we do most certainly have time for more you do have more
1: wonderful i do i've got tons all right yeah well
0: i i'd love to hear another okay one thank you yeah
1: oh you're so welcome um so there was a cat that i was able to commune with and this kitty uh very 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 sweet very gentle, very loving, um, very quiet in her energy. And her mom and dad reached out because um, they wanted to, to kind of know how they could help her. There was a lot of changes happening. Um, this kitty was really close with dad really close with mom too uh but dad had to go back to work um and there was a lot of changes dad was working long hours so there were some changes that they were noticing in in this sweet kitty and so when i started talking with with the kitty she was sharing with me how she felt like uh, her feet weren't touching the ground and she showed me a picture of how she felt like she was living life above the ground so And it brought me a feeling of, I don't feel like I'm connected to the earth. I feel like I'm up here Mm. and that's part of the reason why I'm, I'm this way. And, and so I, I, it felt like I needed more. When I say I, I mean the animal, it felt like I needed more, um, more assistance and support with feeling that my feet are on the ground so that I could feel safe so that I could feel calmer. Um, so that I could kind of come back to balance again.
0: Okay. Right.
1: And so we worked more and, and, uh, I was talking with mom during this time and and mom was so like so open and accepting of you know what what can I do to help her and um dad was at work at the time so so I just had the call between the kitty and the mom and myself and so mom was like absolutely whatever we need to, to do to help her so I connected um and things went really really deep And what I mean by that is there's surface level communication, I call. And that's where the animal shares information and messages and, you know, what they want to tell their humans and all that kind of stuff. And then we can go deeper and we can go deeper into um, past life experiences, what they've brought forward from past life to present, um, things that are needing healing in that way. And this beautiful kitty brought me uh, to that opportunity to go deeper. And so what happened was it came out that 15 lifetimes in succession of one another, things happened to this particular kitty in whatever form she was in. So it doesn't okay. mean she was a cat for 15 lifetimes, but right, whatever, right. whatever life she experienced. Yeah. And as she brought it into this present lifetime one of the things that was deeply instilled into her DNA, into the cellular level, she said she could feel it in, in her cells was fear. Mm. And, and she didn't understand why. There was a few things that she said. She said um, there was fear, there was anger, and it felt like it was poison inside her cells. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we thought, okay, let's let's work with this this is something that has come forward for a reason and so we went back into those 15 lifetimes we connected with the akashic records which is that that wonderful library that holds all of the experiences of all our lives
0: yes Uh
1: and i heard from some guidance that uh this, this kitty, should she wish to do this deeper healing, what she did, which took a lot of courage for her to do that, mm-hmm. um, was to choose an object that she wishes to encase. So, so there was anger, that feeling of poison, and fear. And fear was the root of it all.
0: okay mm-hmm.
1: So she, the kitty could choose whatever object she was that she wanted to encase this in. And so she chose a particular object. And when I mentioned the object to mom, mom totally understood because this was an object that dad uh, could resonate with very, very strongly.
0: Oh, all right.
1: And remember how I talked about the connection between the kitty and dad. Yes. So um, she used this particular object and all of these uh, 15, Lifetimes and that root of that fear and the anger and all that got encased in this particular object. And then it was brought to what they shared with me as called uh, to be placed into the cave of lightness.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Y- yes. So it got encased in this particular object that, that the kitty chose. Then the kitty placed it into the cave of lightness. And then the Cave of Lightness took over and was able to bring all of that to that healing place. And I'm not kidding. This kitty, from being above ground, her feet slowly came down and touched the ground, energetically speaking. Sure. Um, So And she was back on the ground. All right. So... I also asked mom, I said, I'd be very interested to hear how she's doing from here. Would you keep me posted? And within the week, mom got back to me and said that they've noticed that she seems to be calmer. There's a more of an understanding now. She's better with dad being at work. Um, Obviously, there's still They're still learning and they're still growing. But that particular fear, that root issue that this particular kitty brought into the learning of this particular lifetime was able to be released, was able to be transformed into the cave of lightness Mm -hmm. so that what she brought from 15 lifetimes into this current life could now, she could now move forward in this life.
0: Yes. So yes.
1: does does that make sense what I what I've shared because I know I've been talking a lot. I just want to make sure that
0: Yes. it, it doesn't and I, and I thank you very much for sharing that. There's so much there. It's a powerful story. In fact, all 3 of them that you've shared today have been powerful stories. And I I love it sticks with me, the cave of lightness.
1: The cave of lightness. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. It just reminds me of the image of turning on a light in the dark room and suddenly it's no longer dark.
1: Absolutely. I, I, you know what? I haven't looked at it that way. I love that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Well, and, and, and this operates on so many different levels. I know that listeners can relate to this because there's literal physics um, You turn on a light switch and if the power's on and the bulb is good, boom, you have light. It's no longer dark. And it also happens spiritually, energetically, everything being a metaphor for the ultimate transformation. So that's a really, really a wonderful, a wonderful story. And what a relief for that cat. 15 lifetimes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, did you go on to find out uh, any specifics about what actually transpired during those 15 lifetimes?
1: Uh, there was a bit that we were able to go into um, as far as, so when, when, I'm, when I'm in session, um, I, I ask, because I work with the Guardian Animals of Lightness and I also have the, the teams that are there to assist with the animal communication spiritually speaking as well, um, I ask for their guidance. And so they were able to bring help bring through what was needed for that particular session. So some did come through from part of that. And a lot Mm -hmm. of it had that fear aspect. Um, Mm -hmm. So there was so many experiences with the fear, but we didn't go into each particular lifetime. It was more of what needed to come through for that particular session yeah. so that that healing could transpire. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, right, it was a thread. Uh, yes. And uh, all yes. of the lifetimes contained that. It's okay. like killing
1: the layer of an onion, right? Mm-hmm. There's so yes. many and, and yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, a classic. And when you get to the appropriate layer, what always strikes me is how quickly healing can rush in. Yes. It's like it's been there the entire time, and it's simply waiting for that layer to be peeled off. So, yeah,
1: absolutely. And you know, Tomas, it's interesting because this particular kitty, um, so sweet and loving and gentle energy, and just just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling like her feet weren't on the ground, and. Yeah. To go through what she did and what she was open to do, it, it took a lot of courage for her to, to release this. Because a lot of times we 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 want to release it. It doesn't feel good. But it's been part of us for so long that it's kind of like, how am I going to be without it? This is who I found out who I am, right? So it takes That's, courage to mm-hmm. release this baggage. Um, yes. you know, Animals are different because they are um there's so much more wise with this they're they're ready to let go of stuff Mm -hmm. we as humans tend to want to hold on to it for some strange reason (laughs) even though we don't want it anymore (laughs) but what the animals have taught through these experiences and what this particular kitty taught me is that it doesn't have to be i don't want to say hard uh it takes courage to do this but to be able to have an opportunity to take the fear, which was the root that we were able to, to come up to uh, receive as what she was bringing forward from these past 15 lifetimes, to place it in um, this object that she chose and to place it into the cave of lightness, you would think that there would be much harder steps. Yes our human minds would create a harder process, (laughs) right? Oh yeah. And so for this kitty to be open to doing this and to release that and place it in something that she could resonate with that particular object, (laughs) to place it into the cave of lightness and to trust that it was going to be taken care of. Yes. And then within an hour, hour and a half, her feet were back balanced on the ground. And a lot of times we think that it's going to take months and months of healing and we need to do this and that, and it's going to be hard and it's going to be emotional and all this stuff when sometimes it doesn't have to be, I'm not saying it never has to be, but
0: sometimes. Well, it does. It makes total sense because when somebody's actually really ready, and I mean really ready to release, then it's actually quite easy. But the buildup could be 15 lifetimes worth, for sure.
1: Exactly. You said it perfectly.
0: The buildup could be a long time coming, and uh, you know this is a, this just really leads to a, a question, Mary Beth, that I have for you. And this is powerful and profound work, and you've shared with us three examples of how you have gone in and communicated with animals and then you've helped their humans to better their situation so it really works both ways they help us we help them Mm -hmm. and how can people that are curious to learn more information about you your services and your process get a hold of you so they can take a deeper dive with you and ask you further questions
1: Sure. I, I love it when people reach out. And if there's any questions that they have or there's something going on with with them and the animals in their life, they are welcome to reach me at any time. So the best way is to go to thegalspeaks.com okay. and reach out to me there. Um I am on Facebook uh, under the GalSpeaks, which if they're on Facebook, they can reach me there.
0: Okay.
1: And I I welcome connection. I mean, this is what, this is what it's all about. We're, we are all one. Mm-hmm. And when animals, it's, it's the animals that have brought us together. You and I, Tomas would not have been talking about this. We would not be doing a second podcast on this subject right. if it wasn't for animals. True. And I thank them for bringing us together. So mm-hmm. too. for everybody that's out there, if you wish to to reach out or if there's anything I can support you with, please do, do reach out um, you can email me to thegalspeaks at gmail.com. Very simple. Galspeaks.com, Facebook at thegalspeaks, and right. thegalspeaks at gmail.com.
0: Yes, and the gal, G A L at the Marybeth at thegalspeaks.com. Well, it's thegalspeaks at gmail.com, excuse me. Uh, and yeah, the website yeah. <laughs> the website is thegal speaks.com. All right. Well, this is is really wonderful. I've enjoyed, I've very much enjoyed both of our shows. And I oh, really thank yeah, yeah. you for taking the time to come and for suggesting that we do a deeper dive. I think this is something that really, really is going to resonate with a lot of people. And before we wrap up, Mary Beth, anything else that you would like to share with uh, with our listeners, uh, whether they have um, animals in their life or not. Anything else that you'd like to add?
1: Oh, so thank you for being here. First of all, I'd like to say to everyone, thank you for being open to this, this opportunity of, of connection with other sentient beings that we share life with. And just an invitation to think about the animals in your life, even the animals in nature. So you may not have an animal that's in your family. You may have a friend or a family member that has an animal. Or you may even, when you're outside, you may see the deer or you may see the birds or the squirrels or whatever it is. Um, No matter what you're experiencing in life, there's an animal there that can help you with that. Mm-hmm. They're often mirrors to you uh, to be able to, to do that and there's ways that you can help animals as well And so I just I just send that out with with love um, and uh, just really really great to to have you here and, and being a part of this podcast and so just lots of hugs to everyone.
0: Right. I love that. And yes, lots of hugs from from Mary Beth and well and from me. And I, I really thank and appreciate all of you for listening. Mary Beth, again, this has been a real pleasure. It's so much fun to share this time with you. Thank you so much again for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much, Tomas. I've had a great time once again.
0: This is wonderful. All right. And this is Mary Beth Haynes here on Decide to Transform. Again, check out Mary Beth's website, The Gal Speaks dot com and we will see you next time here on decide to transform everybody have a great day